This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser, and healthier. My name is Julia Spohr, and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. humans. I am so happy that you are here. How was the trip? Did you find your way here okay? Amazing. I hope that you are having a truly lovely day, uh, but it is okay if you are not. If the day sucks and just keeps surprising you with new things that somehow went wrong, I get you. I've been there. Actually, today has been a weird day for me. So yeah, let's just make this podcast an opportunity for you and for me to come back to ourselves to wind down and take a few breaths in and out beautiful i am so happy that you are here like i said and now that we are in this great mental space i want to tell you what you can expect in this episode because i think you will like it this week we are exploring a somewhat new topic which is performing and something that you might call drama therapy So we are going to discuss how expressing ourselves creatively can impact our confidence, self-acceptance, and even relationships. We will also discuss our struggle with allowing ourselves to be seen. We will discuss stress management, the importance of feedback, and how seeking outside validation does not have to be a bad thing, but even a healthy and strong driving force in our lives. And now let me introduce you to my lovely guest, Stephanie Tsoma. Stephanie is an amazing human being. She is a performer, a teacher, and a director with a passion for device theater, movement, and storytelling. She's also a yoga and meditation teacher, which is how I personally got to meet her initially because I was uh, just traveling through Vienna and decided that I I just want to go to a yoga class before I go. And thankfully, I stumbled upon a beautiful little studio where I got through the transformative experience of in yoga with Stephanie. So yeah, she's currently based in Vienna, but has lived in London for many years of her career, through which she tries to inspire people to express themselves freely and to find a deeper connection with their body and mind. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think you will like it as well. It's something of a new topic for me, which you will, you know, learn. And I was super happy to learn about the experiences of people in areas, you know, other than mine. So if you want to learn about the benefits of performing and how to become more confident and how to improve your self-acceptance also through performing... I think you'll enjoy this episode. There are so many great snippets of knowledge here. So yeah, without further ado, enjoy this chat. Action. Action. Oh, well, you're the director, so you could... Are you, are, do you do that? Do you do scream mm-hmm. action when not, you direct? 
not really no i mean mostly for fun like <laughs> you know like i did now <laughs> yeah. like more just to and pretend. do you have the right. clip thing no we don't have i one. know what no, it's called i just always do it with my arms like <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's cool that's cool yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so anyway it's so great to have you here on the podcast it's just a pleasure to chat and reconnect and yeah how are you how are you doing how have you been yeah so I've been good <laughs> um a lot of lots of input the last few days um so my head is a little bit like I have a lot of stuff to think about because I'm doing this um psychotherapy studies and I had like three seminars one on Thursday Friday Saturday so yeah, it's been pretty full on. And then today I was working, I was at the yoga studio. So yeah, I'm I'm good, but I'm also a little mm. bit like frazzled, a tiny bit. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling. Mm. It's like it's being it's like the feeling of being tired, but good tired, because you know that the things they're learning are cool and you like doing them. But it's just like mm. excitement and exhaustion at the same time, which is something that I am very familiar with <laughs> yeah i think it like you know happens a lot nowadays no because we have so much input all the time yeah usually. yeah and a lot of i think if you are like a online creator whatever you are doing or if you are just like a creative i guess you know very often you know people who study music or theater and i i have a lot of friends like that and we just don't even have to say to one another you know i'm tired today because we just get one another. you just see the look in a friend's eye and you know that you have to be chill with them today <laughs> <laughs> it's true i think like it's mm. pretty obvious when someone has zoned out a little <laughs> <laughs> i will try to be very uh, focused today because you can read me <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we start before we go further uh, with the discussion I want to ask you for your recommendation uh, to us uh, this week so this is one of my favorite I guess we have two segments basically on the show but I I love them both but I really love the recommendation of the week segment um, because it's basically me asking the guests which you know are the people that I admire to recommend you know what they are reading or listening to or using um, and I feel like this can get us a look behind the scenes somehow so what can you recommend to us hmm. yeah I thought about that like um, and actually an object came to my mind so um, they are water pearls have you heard of them before mm -hmm. No yeah. idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's um, uh, actually something that we use um, at the kindergarten usually. So it's not something that adults would usually play with. But I think it's super fascinating. So it's basically these tiny little um, pearls and they can soak um, up water and then they expand. So they become bigger and bigger and they come in all kinds of colors and um I think like at the beginning, the color is really strong, but then obviously the more water they take on, the kind of, I don't know, uh, light that they get. Mm. But I find them really fascinating and I could play with them for a very long time. So it's basically like sometimes I take like just, I don't know, something where you can put them in like a bowl and you just like put them in and put water on top and then you wait. And then like even like just going through it with your hands is so satisfying because they're so slippery mm. and they have all these colors. And it's like literally, I don't know, it's such a sensory thing. And I really love it. Like it's kind of, it's very relaxing. Mm. 
and I don't know you can just play with them for hours like you can get really lost yeah it's kind of a meditative thing you know like where you um yeah yeah it's and I don't know why it just came to my mind because last week I played with them and I think it's like such a beautiful Mm. yeah that's so cool that's so like uh, such a unique recommendation and I really get what you're talking about because um as a kid I really loved like play-doh and just having that in my hands and just making shapes out of that and even you know later because I'm a very like uh, I am a person that needs movement it's not really quite ADHD but I am just <laughs> I, I really I need to do something with my hands and like fidget uh, when I'm sitting so what I usually you know play with my rings or something um or I take um, the case of my phone and put it on and put it off and put it on and put it off so Mm -hmm. it's just I like to have something in my hands and I feel like it is quite relaxing and especially if you are this kind of person who um, needs to do something with their hands all the time and especially when you have like a stressful situation for example when you have like a a work interview or some kind of a I don't know addition or something so I feel like if you have that and if you have something to like just you know play around with that makes life easier it really does but I also feel like because we spend you know so much time always doing something you know so I think it's also just such a great way to yeah I mean to just really tune into the senses rather than like read a book or watch a movie or I don't know because it's sometimes you know we are so um full anyway and then we have time to relax but what we do is we fill up again you know like we um I don't know like do you know what I mean so we like we listen to music yeah, yeah, or yeah. we cook like, or we it's like quite we, we get into a different place and this makes you this is like a more mindful and aware uh, way to relax somehow yeah and anyway they're super fun like you should look them up mm-hmm. like water pearls okay really they're so fun also i actually of the will because i really i really love the things and i really like when things are like aesthetically pleasing and mm-hmm. i had a phase where like my facebook page you know when i used to use facebook i guess uh was you know the the pages with the oddly satisfying videos and people you know taking the cover off of like new phones or something Mm. or like washing something very dirty and (laughs) or like dominoes you know falling it's just my Mm. favorite thing to watch I guess so (laughs) so yeah that's perfect for me Mm, yeah um so like let me know how it goes once you've tried it like (laughs) I will I will text you um so like changing this subject completely um I I wanted to talk to you today because I think you have this very interesting background of being, you know, a performer, a director, but also a yoga and, you know, meditation mindfulness teacher. And so, you know, obviously, you know a lot about the power of expressing ourselves through um, through art, through movement. And, and I think sometimes we forget... Um, about that and I would really love to to dive deep into that today um so maybe should we should start with a very you know broad question uh which is why do you think we as humans you know homo sapiens why do we have that need to like express ourselves because you know theater has been something you know that has been present throughout history um mm-hmm. 
And yeah, we have this need to express ourselves somehow, not just through theater, but through like creative arts. And I'm curious, what what are your thoughts on that? But it's a, a basic human need, I would say. Yeah. I guess we are here to create in whatever way, you know. We just always separate like now I'm creative and now I'm not doing a creative thing, no? Like so we always say like mm. now I'm I don't know when I'm dancing, I'm being, I'm expressing myself. But when I'm, I don't know, writing or when I'm, I don't know, what can you do in life? Like when you are making breakfast or, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being creative. Like <laughs> this is like, you know, like we separated and actually mm-hmm. we yeah. are always, we are always creating. Like <laughs> You can't mm-hmm. really help it. We're always expressing like whatever you do. I mean, you would have to sit very still and even that would express something. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's like something that we can't help, you know, it's something that humans mm-hmm. just do, no matter, yeah, as soon as you're born, you cry, you express yourself also for your for your needs, no, like, if you're crying, mm-hmm. your parents or whoever is caring for you will come and help you, hopefully, or if you are, um, if music plays, you are naturally drawn to like, maybe start to move a little yeah, and it's just some instinctive thing, you know, it's not something that you have to learn, really. So every person is born creatively, like it has this capacity, you know, like otherwise people wouldn't live. Um, yeah, and why do yeah, we have yeah. to create? I mean, some people, I think we just lose it over time, you know, like we, mm, our roles, they narrow down a lot. Like I think as kids, we are very open, you know, like we express ourselves mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And then the older we get, the more narrow these roles become and the less we allow ourselves to discover other roles or other things that we could potentially also do. Um, yeah, so, the, um, the labeling is kind of a bitch in that way. Um, yeah. I have that very big fear of... Just today I had a conversation uh, right about my fear of just like niching down because I'm like a hugely uh, curious person about mm-hmm. everything and I feel like everything that you do whether that's very like scientific or drawing or dancing or hunting whatever it is we have so many different like you know ways to I guess spend time and I feel like feel like you can learn from all of them something valuable um and I don't know I feel like through performing it's something that we really forget about as an activity that we can you know spend time on and get benefits from especially as we you know become adults like when we are at school we have that you know drama club or drama lessons in in some schools or dancing and it's just like a a thing we do but then as we grow up I guess and become adults it's it is not in our culture it's not something that adults do if it's not something that they do professionally this is not a thing that Um, they do um so we just kind of close the door on that yeah totally and i think like you know it's so natural for kids to role play that's just how they also cope with their emotional life how they play out scenarios that are hard to understand you know like they just do it that's just what they do but as adults we stop doing that and then we just hold everything inside of us and we don't really have a space where we can explore what it means to be human, what it means to play out these other roles that we might not be able to play out in daily life, you know? Like, like what is it to be kind of like, I don't know, angry or like all these emotions that we usually try to hold down, you know? 
there's mm -hmm. no place for them anywhere. And I feel like for that, um, that's where, why we have the creative art, so to say, um, where we allow ourselves more to maybe let that out as well, you know, like to have a place yeah, to go yeah, to yeah. where we can discover that as well. So let's kind of talk about that because I feel like uh, it is so powerful, but people are not really aware of these benefits of, right, uh, the performing arts, for example. But, you know, as children, we ex experience these benefits, but then we stop. Uh, but, you know, what are the things that you noticed in you? You know, you probably have been doing that for a long time, but what do you think mm -hmm. are the benefits when it comes to, like, um, personal development, the relationship with ourselves or the relationship with our bodies or with the relationship with others, how are these areas changed through um, expressing ourselves, you know, while performing, for example? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think one really key aspect is the that when you perform, you usually are also being observed by someone mm -hmm. <laughs> no like yeah, <laughs> being yeah, seen sense. so this is the whole idea of performance um and i think even that is something that we are not used to like to really allow yourself to be seen is tough like it's not something that most people would say yeah i'm totally comfortable like you can watch me do anything you know like <laughs> um, <laughs> um so i think like even just to practice that, you know, like, um, and there's lots of like very basic acting exercises where you're literally just like, you sit on a chair and other people are looking at you for five minutes or however long, you know, and. Oh my um, God, that's my worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. No, no, exactly. And it's like, uh, at the beginning you're like, <laughs> yeah. and it um, confronts you with so much, you know, like, it's like even the feeling that I need to do something. Maybe I need to, do I need to be exciting? Do I need to like, you know, smile at them? Do I need to, I don't know, yeah. should I make a little dance? Should I, like, what, what do you do when you're being observed, you know? And I think like just yeah. to confront yourself with that situation is already quite powerful. Or do I pretend that, you know, it doesn't move me at all and I'm just going to sit there completely like... <laughs> You can do you know? such a psychoanalysis like based on this exercise. Like what uh, is the you know the first reaction that people have to this exercise you can probably like tell so much about a person just from that um just from that aspect totally yeah and where they're at you know i mean there are some people that are more comfortable with it and others that are completely like their heart starts racing and you know their their breath changes and they start to sweat and like um and i think this is all part of like our conditioning obviously like how we are you know like what kind of um yeah how comfortable we are generally with ourselves, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, so how it changed me or what I learned, I think it's this kind of aspect of letting go of all these masks that we're wearing, you know, like um, by acting or by moving in general, also by improvising a lot. I think improvisation is for me the, the, the biggest tool for that, like just to allow my body to move to music or to find the rhythms and like to not hold back, like to really learn to go to places that I wouldn't usually go to and to discover something mm. new through that. I think that's for me something super powerful. And um, and also like one thing that I definitely learned through that, through actor training, 
is that I think as women, you know, we tend to not have this kind of move energy. Like um, we usually, mm-hmm. when we move, we have more this like we are flowy and, you know, like we do all this soft kind of stuff and like maybe yeah, move yeah, yeah. a little, you know. Um, and I think that like to explore stronger movements and like punching movements and direct movement and not like this indirect little mm-hmm. has helped me a lot to find those roles in my daily life as well, you know, like So when I'm confronted with something that annoys me, I'm more able to be like, no, I don't want that. And I can respond with that energy because I've experienced it in my body before. Um, I think that was a, for me, a really learning. A little bit, yeah. I feel like it's interesting because, yeah, again, another conversation that I had today is right, those two energies there, like more male and and female energy. and, And I feel like they're both so necessary in in those different different areas and the oomph that you're talking about i feel like we forget that especially as women that sometimes it is so necessary in so many situations that you know we don't have to be aggressive however like having that confidence um and and being like sure of our position and and not letting people walk all over us I guess yeah um, totally yeah I think the boundaries as well I think this is also a really huge thing that you can learn from actor training generally speaking like how you set mm-hmm. boundaries you know when is it too much when is someone invading my space and um and I think that's mm-hmm. actually also a big part of like when you improvise you know because I think there is this general idea in when you perform or when you do any type of performing uh, performance that you always want to like give yourself fully, you know, like you want to f- open yourself up and like find the most vulnerable parts. And I don't know, like, you know, and I think at the beginning can also be quite dangerous because maybe you're not ready for that. Like, and then you always go mm. over those boundaries, you always cross them because you think like you want to, you know, experience that. Open like, yourselves. Yeah. And I think it's also a really useful thing to learn when to hold back. Like, when do I not have the energy or the the safety to go to that place you know mm-hmm. so yeah. and i think to feel that is also such a translatable skill to life like when do i feel safe when is it okay for me to share and when do i feel like oh that's not the right place you know like mm. I should hold back a little um and i'm curious what is the yeah. what is the feeling when you are for example an actor and you f- you feel like you've crossed that boundary and you uh right you 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 uh, opened yourself too much and how is that uh, you know dangerous i think it's like more the i mean it's not like dangerous as in that you know you, you're obviously gonna survive it like it's it's fine yeah. but i think it's about expectations because if the other people in the space or especially someone leading it like maybe the director or the teacher whoever it is can't really hold that that you're giving so much you know then you'll feel quite depleted after you've given everything you know and um so i think it just creates a lot of frustration as well and kind of like this feeling yeah. that well or that you've overshared and people have kind of taken from you and you are now empty but they're not giving anything back because they don't know how to give back or how to hold that you know yeah and i think it's just not a very nice feeling it's so interesting mm-hmm. that you have all those different aspects in in that performance um area that just you know are relevant to like 
everything else in your life, you know, relationships, that how you feel about yourself, what you are um, insecure of, and what, like, how do you react to stress or other stimuli? And and I feel like, you know, from what you've said, I feel like everyone should actually maybe try, uh, you know, the actor <laughs> training and, and you know, uh, and perform. Um, for me, it's been such a huge, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I cannot call myself a, an actor or a performer that way, but I am, I'm a singer and always have been, and I, I love it and I love performing, but it takes, I, I, I deal with nerves very badly. Um, and I am always very nervous, no matter, you know, I've been doing it my whole life and I'm still, I still, Uh, you know my stress management is not a great (laughs) ability yet Um, but it has actually taught me a lot about just you know that stress is inevitable and maybe my reaction should not be that I should not be stressed because you know it just means that I care but just to let myself experience it and not have like expectations because like you can perform with your heart racing you just have to be aware that for example you know in singing that you have to make sure that your throat is not closed and you have all these different like ways to overcome the physical response of your body to stress but just if you are aware of it you it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like change it or whatever because it's there and maybe it doesn't mean anything bad Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's really, I find it so fascinating, you know, like what the nervous system does, you know, or how the the space that you're in, the people that you're with can change your nervous state so quickly, you know, like, mm. I don't know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, um, yeah. it always fascinates me. It's like, to some, with some people, I'm, you know, I feel so comfortable, I can talk for hours, I never really lose my words, it's like just blah, 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 you know. And then with other people, yeah. I suddenly feel like, oh, my God, like my throat is like closing up. I don't I can't find any words anymore. Like what, you know, like I'm st- feel so stupid. I feel oh, like, you know, yeah. and it's so interesting, yeah. you know, like how also the surrounding shapes so much how we feel about how, how what feelings arise. No. And for me, yeah. that's why, because when you said everyone should do actor training, I think that's for me such a huge part. It's like who you actually go to and train with. I think it's the most important thing, actually. I think that, like, you know, if you mm. feel like the teacher is making you feel uncomfortable, then I would leave. <laughs> Now, I, I say that, yeah. like, you know. But, mm-hmm. and that's maybe what I meant with the vulnerable part when you asked earlier what um, damage it can do. I think it's just that there is so much out there that is not healthy for you, that is actor training, you know, where it's very much like, the, the, I don't know, the teacher is just like, well, I didn't like that, go off, you know, <laughs> like next, mm-hmm. someone else try. <laughs> and for me, that's yeah. not really teaching someone. That's just like confrontational, you know, it's not setting a space mm-hmm. where you can, I don't know, but then there is so many different opinions in that because some people believe that we need that, that we need that confrontation to feel the triggers and to feel that whatever emotions arise in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's, a, I think it's also an interesting discussion. Do we need a safe space to grow or is sometimes a not so safe space or a confrontational yeah, space just, actually yeah. a better place to learn? 
-hmm. it's super interesting yeah and it's a it's a weird balance and Mm -hmm. i feel like for me uh like it depends on what kind of a person you are because like for me i used to feel like I still feel like I, I, I like challenges, but I also know that I work very badly under pressure and and I I need to really love the people that I work with. Um otherwise I dread my work, I dread doing the projects, I'm not excited. And I I feel like it's not worth it to put so much effort in those relationships because there are so many possibilities out there and you shouldn't waste your time and energy on the the people and and work opportunities that actually are burning you out Mm -hmm. and I feel like there are so many things that you know we can learn from just trying out things even if it seems kind of weird and if that you know could be performing for example for you uh, I feel like this is something that you um you can try and and maybe learn that it is something that you would like to do or maybe that it you would not like to do but um yeah I feel but like I mean more you know like when you for example let's say you know if you would I don't know study journalism let's say mm-hmm. and then like um you you know, you get your first job after uni and it's like maybe an exciting place. You really like working there, but they actually treat you like shit or maybe like, you know, the, the working conditions are not really the way you would like them to be. Maybe you have like a boss that treats you like very, I don't know, like she's the young one, you know, like this kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah. But still, you feel like you have to kind of go through this because you need it as a stepping stone or like you need the experience or, you know. And that's what I'm sometimes asking myself, like why, I mean, so many people are in these situations, not just in like acting now, but generally in life. And I think that it's the question for me always like, why do we stick around, you know, like, why do we do this to ourselves? Because I mean, just to then get ahead, you know, and it's understandable because we all need to make money and we all need to like, you know, find a, I mean, we want to progress in whatever, like we want to develop. Yeah. But still, there are so many situations where I feel like, Actually, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like I'm learning. Like, this is a good learning environment. But I still stick it out. Like, why do we do this? You know, like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know? And I think with acting, it's very much like that. I think with acting, there is just some places that are damaging because people do take advantage of mm. the hierarchies. But I think it's not just acting. I think it's everywhere. If you look around, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. It, you know? yeah, I feel like, though, there is such a thing that I feel like for people would be most beneficial in in trying these different ways of performing and expressing ourselves through that which is you know our confidence I feel like you can take a person like you know for example this big jock like a guy who is you know seems like he you know has it all he has the girl he has the the muscles the car and if you put him on a stage and you know ask him to to do something even to like read a poem or to to dance or to sing Mm, you know a lot of these kind of guys would freeze (laughs) and and it's so cool that you have this kind of way to test how someone's confidence really is like I don't know what it is about like these sort of performance ways of performing but it actually is like a way to see the true colors of someone Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i mean i think that movement generally for many people it's very uh 
vulnerable place, no? Like, I mean, not like sports, but really like freely moving, expressing. I think it's a place that most people find quite scary, no? Mm. I mean, apart from if they go like to the club or something, but even <laughs> then, like even then, you, you know? Yeah. Like even if you're going to the club, it's like there's, Some people, like, you know, you can see them kind of, like, nodding their head. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, yeah. already mm -hmm. too much, almost. Um, yeah. And it's so interesting. And, like, the, yeah, it's. I think it's because it's related also to emotions, no? And showing, like, uh, partly, like, it's kind of this idea that we really, like, if I'm happy, I'm really, like, jumping and celebrating and, like, letting mm -hmm. all my, you know, like, letting my body show that I'm happy. And when I'm sad or angry, I'm also showing that in my body. And I think that it's really tough for us to to do that, to allow ourselves to do that, like... Yeah, but then this is also the way that it can actually be a sort of therapy. You know, I, just today, uh, through kind of preparing for this discussion, I learned that there is something, you know, like drama therapy and and it's mm -hmm. a way to also work on your confidence and also what was very interesting for me that you know it's it was um written in the article that i read is that it is also a, a way to work and heal your social problems or like um like relationship issues um because you know pretty much it all it, it all the like it all requires at least two people uh to perform um so I, i'm curious have you ever like heard a story for example of someone who who came in very shy introverted and and that has changed through performing totally like i mean even you know at the acting school where i teach i literally can watch that happen like <laughs> mm. i mean um mainly the allowing yourself to be seen aspect, you know, because at the very beginning, there are some people that you can tell, you know, like they tense up, their bodies are like not free. There is uh, yeah, so many expectations of what they need to be, what they feel they should be. And I think that then over the course of the time, you can see how they allow themselves to just relax, to accept that they are enough the way they are, you know, like they don't need to be mm -hmm. pretend to be someone else. Um, so yeah, definitely it has a huge impact. I think, I think it's like, it is a bit like therapy in some ways, actor training, you know, because it's all about getting to know yourself, getting to know your habits, getting to know how you mm. move, getting to know like how you respond to certain situations and where you feel like you're ugh, like holding back, you know, and then mm -hmm. through that exploration, you know, where you want to go. It's like you discover where, where do I want to still sort of scratch that surface and be like who is this person mm. underneath there and so definitely I think it has a huge impact um, I can I just yeah I can see it all the mm. time actually yeah. yeah but you know we are talking all about these amazing benefits of of performing and I think a lot of people might be attracted to that maybe they have wanted to do that their entire lives but as we said earlier It is something that uh, in our society is considered more, well, kind of childish or, you know, like what not teenagers brainy, do. It's like, yeah. yeah, not right, not mm -hmm. as brainy and not what like sophisticated grown up people do. 
Um, so how would you recommend for people who are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, or whatever age, you know, people who are not in this type of area, who are interested, but, you know, they have a completely different kind of um, work or, you know, just hobby kind of um, situation. And, and but they are interested maybe because of our conversation or because they've secretly been feeling that need uh, so what would you recommend for these kind of people who feel like oh my god what do I do where do I begin who do I ask what is going on <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. yeah it's a good question because uh, I mean obviously I could like now name specific courses and specific people um, <laughs> Yeah, but that would be very Vienna related or like London related. Um, mm. But I think mainly, yeah, if you can find like, you know, a place that does like movement improvisation or something like that, contemporary dance movement improvisation in your surroundings, maybe try that first because I think movement is a really great way in. It's like, I really love our mm. school. I think like um, the school where I teach, it's called Vita, like Vienna English Theatre Academy. Mm. And... I actually, yeah, I really love it. Like, I love all the teachers there. I think it's a really great program. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't but like. I feel like there are probably places that you know have like improv or like theater classes for adults, right? I feel like yeah, there should yeah, be yeah, something totally. like that. Yeah, totally. I think it's just that I think within the theater world, there are so many different ways of how you can do it. You know. Mm. so the things that we now talked about it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to come that you're going to discover that when you go to a I don't know an impro class you know mm-hmm. I don't know how you like because um, well if you go to an impro class I mean I'm sure you'll you know you'll do like some exercises to warm up and you'll do some exercises to like get your imagination going but then you basically just jump on stage and try out like with different techniques you try out how to create scenarios or scenes or also text but that might not be what you need in the beginning mm. do you know what I mean like yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, because yeah. what we all the things all the things we just discussed mm-hmm. is more about that you kind of need to feel comfortable first that you also need to feel comfortable within this group mm-hmm. of people and I feel like sometimes these kind of courses for me at least they never offered me that kind of sense that okay I'm okay here you know like it's more like the deep dive <laughs> and okay. many people are many people are comfortable with that maybe i'm also just an like you know i'm quite a mm, sensitive soul <laughs> so for me it always needed a little bit more um time you know mm, yeah i get because it i get it although most people wouldn't like call me shy i definitely feel like i am a shy person you know and it's taken me a lot mm. of work to be outward and like yeah to be able to just talk the way i can now it's not something that mm. I always was able to do um, yeah. yeah but I feel like the best way if you are interested is probably just to go to google as we do with everything these days yeah and probably just find some sort of class um I feel like movement is a great way to start I am biased because I'm currently doing an entire series on <laughs> on movement uh, but I feel like doing that and and feeling your body even if it's just that through a yoga class or just you know dancing or whatever um and 
feeling comfortable with doing that in front of people because you are going to be in a class full of people. If you're able to do that, that's already such a success. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I am like in a gym and I am, I, I feel anxiety just being around people in a gym. I, I, I don't really enjoy being there. So I feel like, it, you know, coming back to like we talked uh, mm -hmm. about stepping out of our comfort zone um, there is that sweet spot. I feel like you have to be quite comfortable, but then also a bit um, just like you crossed that comfort zone and it's not all perfect. I feel like this is the sweet spot where you can grow and and allow yourself to still not mm -hmm. make it painful, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like going to the gym for many people is like a challenge, you know, like not just because of the motivation but also because of the surroundings mm. again like because you feel like people are looking at you and then you're gonna sweat and you know it's kind of seen as something mm. negative if you're sweating and all red in the face or you know like whatever it is that you do yeah. but like I feel like allowing yourself to be seen like that is already a little bit like extra training <laughs> yeah. in some ways you know it's like just this But then again, like you also said with the singing, you never know how your nervous system responds. So even if your brain is saying, it's okay, you know, it's fine. Like people, everyone sweats. It's totally cool. Like, you know, like it's, you're mm. not alone here. Still, your nervous system might be saying something else. It might go into like, uh, you know, like panic. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, yeah, for me, the surrounding is key. I think like the more you can um, connect to a place where you feel really safe, the more you can actually develop. That's my thoughts. Like, mm. I feel like the more you have a teacher that you can trust, a teacher that you feel comfortable with, the better your outcome, I find. Mm. So I think, yeah, if you I Google, like, movement impro, I think you just have to try <laughs> out loads of different teachers and see which person you connect with, you know? Um, mm. Yeah. And I feel like, I really like that you came back to that allowing yourself to be seen because uh, I've never really thought about it but that is such a big fear I think I think in all of us but I I don't think many people are aware of it nor do we talk about it but like even in our like in conversations it is so hard for us to like for example keep an eye contact you know and and just look at one another it feels uncomfortable and when when someone observes us and it is like you know like I said it's like one of my worst fears is just like sitting five minutes someone watching me and staring at me um because I don't know I feel like I have this fear of me doing something wrong or something I don't know gross or you know not realizing that I've been I don't know scratching my ass <laughs> whatever I cannot, <laughs> cannot think of anything yeah. but <laughs> It is so interesting that we have this problem with allowing ourselves to be seen. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think that, and at the same time, it's one of our deepest needs. Yeah. Like, you know, like. That's so. <laughs> I mean, weird. it's like mostly we want to achieve something or, you know, like we want to like work hard on something so that people see us, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? I mean, also to, like, yeah. also to develop, like we also obviously want to work to like, you know, have our own experience of growing. But I think a huge part of But it is that... But we want that validation. Yeah, yeah, we want other people to see what we've done. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's totally normal, you know, it's a bit like um, 
I once had this like situation. I mean, it happens all the time, but it was so um, uh, beautiful in some ways. Like I was in Paris and then I went to this uh, church and this courtyard in the church. And there was this little boy, I think he was about four or five. And he always like walked up the stairs and then he jumped down and he could jump really like from the top stair. He could like jump all the way down mm. to the ground. And then he like noticed that I was um, looking at him and then he like said in French, like, you know, like I should look at me, look at me. Okay. So then I like looked at him on purpose and then he constantly did it again and again. He was always like, I have, you have to look at me, you have to look at me and like, regard more, regard more, like the whole time. And then, um, at some point, uh, he started to like go even further. Like he tried to jump even further and then he did like a roll so that he would land oh. even further away from the first step. So he like was trying to like achieve more each time, you yeah. know? And anyway, I just thought it was such a good example of what we do, you know? Yeah, it's like exactly. we need someone to look at us. Mm -hmm. and, then and then we are able to go further. Yeah, and then we are able to be like, oh, I think I have the confidence now to try if I can go a little bit higher, a little bit more, like, you know, like mm -hmm. if I can jump a little bit further. And I think if nobody looks at you ever, you know, if you don't have this kind of validation no no one is recognizing what you're doing you give up I think you um you stop trying like you always just go to the step and you do your thing again and it's a bit like mm -hmm. what happens in life like you just get up you go to work you have your routine and if no one really notices you or um you know like or if you don't feel it mm -hmm. yourself that you're not being noticed so that you change something you're just gonna always go back to the first step and go back to the, like jump to the same place you know mm -hmm. um so I think it's also, it's not a egoistic, selfish thing, you know, it's yeah, not something, exactly. um, I think it's actually a very human, essential human need. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's also, I mean, there's a reason why Instagram and all these things, yeah. like, you know, they, they work so well <laughs> Yeah. because there's like a filter, you know, like, I mean, you don't have to actually confront like you get the validation without really needing to engage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have the uncomfortable eye contact and you don't have to worry about all the, you know, someone seeing you scratching your ass because you just post your picture that is, you know, perfect and edited and in a, you know, best position. Um, and you, and you share that you get the validation without the price of maybe seeing that you are not perfect and that you um, have those little, you know, mishaps. Um, hmm. Right. I've never thought about it. This is so interesting to think about that. Uh, and I really like how you approach it. Like, you know, a lot of people talk about validation as if uh, that is like a very toxic need and we should free ourselves um, of just wanting to do that. But it is a very big and useful driving force it's very effective in motivating us and maybe we shouldn't just forget about that because people who for example are in love and want to you know show themselves as the best people they can be you know they start to you know participate in like charity organizations or they you know are become vegan for the for the mm -hmm. other person mm -hmm. or care about themselves or start or start a skincare routine or something and it maybe the motivation is not exactly like i don't know 
divine because we are doing it for someone else, but it doesn't mean that it is bad. Yeah, I think that it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I think we already live in such an individualistic culture and the message, um, you have to make it on your own, mm. <laughs> is very... It's it's a common one, yeah. Yeah, it's a really common one. And I think that, like, on the one hand, definitely, like, you know, we have to learn to, like, take care of ourselves. We have to learn to love our inner child. We have to learn to, like, be our own parents. We have to not always expect that our actual parents will do that work for us, you know. Like, I think all of these things are valid. But I also think that in order to grow, we need other people. And I think we need other people to see us because otherwise we, it's, yeah, it's just harder. It just makes life more difficult if you are not um, getting yeah. the, the feedback. And it you know? comes from like a, yeah, it comes from like a biological um, like process. Because if you think about it, you know, this is how we discover and feel the world this is how we have information you know you cannot like decide if you are tall or short if if you don't have the feedback from other people and you don't know if your language skills are good enough if you don't have the feedback of other people telling you so having the positive feedback of oh your last show was amazing or you did such a great job on this project or I don't know, whatever it is that you do, if you have that feedback, it is just, it is a biological need for an animal that is a herd animal. You know, we, mm -hmm. we are a social animal. We, we, we work as a group and this is one large organism. And in order to fit within that organism, which is something that we all want, uh, we need to have guide, like guidance and, and advice and that feedback, that validation is just, a way for us to kind of read each other's minds or or just work together more efficiently. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it's one of the most important things to get feedback, you know, like I think that otherwise you always have to kind of second guess, you know, it's like, is it translating, like, you know, is it actually coming mm -hmm. across what I'm saying or am I just doing this for myself, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think that, um, I think it's, yeah, it's a really essential thing and mm -hmm. i think this is um why people during the you know whole lockdown pandemic uh times also struggled because suddenly they didn't have like maybe a workplace to go to they were sitting at home they didn't have that feedback which in some ways maybe it's a good thing because you know we also don't always um get on with our work colleagues yeah. but i think yeah there's also a part that where we feel like we're missing something, you know, like where we don't have the direct contact anymore and the laptop and Zoom is not enough. Like <laughs> it's mm. not really doing it. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, having that feedback is not exactly always the greatest thing for, for your mental health. But I feel like only that only is bad if you are very attached to the feedback because uh you know my grandfather always said that like opinions are very a very cheap resource they mm. are it's a very ubiquitous one but it's cheap and if you think about that that uh, you know it is a feedback but it, it is not necessarily an objective one and if also if we allow ourselves to get negative feedback. I feel like we are all scared about that. And this is why we like avoid 
that feedback because we are scared that someone is going to like be critical. But even if it's critical, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person that, you know, for example, you are not a good swimmer and <laughs> your like teacher coach is telling you, you know, you should practice that. It doesn't mean that you suck as a person and that you should just, I don't know, mm. lock yourself up in a room. It just means that you should practice more. Uh, and I feel like we're so terrified and this is why we avoid that and we avoid that eye contact and we avoid performing and we avoid all these ways someone can comment because we are pretty sure that it's not going to be a good feedback. Yeah, I think it's just like the fear of judgment, no, in general, like I think that Mm. Um, and this is also why you know I mean like you said we are herd animals you know <laughs> like we want to fit in and so we you know we have certain signifiers it's like oh, okay everyone's watching this Netflix series at the moment so I'm going to do that as well so yeah. I can be part of the group you know um, mm. people are wearing these kind of shoes right now so I'm also going to wear them because then they know I'm going to I'm, I'm part of this group you know so we constantly do it like we always try to fit in somehow you know And standing out mm. seems like a scary place. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's also like a way to, I guess, step out of your comfort zone. To If you are, uh, if you find yourself in a place where you feel like an outsider, it's super uncomfortable. I feel like for all of us. And I feel like we all experience that somehow. Uh, but again, it's, a, it's also another place to like learn that. Even if you get the bad feedback, even if you are an outsider, it will it will not kill you. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, and I think that actually coming back to the performing uh, world or like to the training, I think this is something that you can practice really well in like actor training or any form of performance training, you know, like that to take on these other roles again, like to be, I don't know, a child again rolling on the floor or to be a person... Uh, who's like sensual and sexy and you know like I mean mm. all these kind of roles that we don't really usually that we are also a bit afraid of because people might judge us um I think it's like a really great place to play basically and to find the pleasure yeah again. and I feel like we are very attached to like our personalities like for example I've always been told that you know, I am the nice person I am the one who's like talkative and open and I feel like okay maybe I am that but maybe I so I was just told that and maybe I am just continuing to do that because you know I've been I've been believing that my whole life and everyone just yeah. told me that and I thought that you know this is me and I will not try to be a different way mm -hmm. else and this is yeah and but this is not exactly like good for me because sometimes I am uh, too much of a people pleaser I am uncomfortable with silence I am terrified that someone might not like me and I might I am terrified of being uh, mean to someone mm -hmm. and so I feel like through acting through trying out those different personalities you can feel like okay maybe I should actually try this and maybe uh, I can have a couple of different and maybe like op completely opposite types of uh, a character um mm -hmm. and and they are both okay okay and maybe i should change that about myself because this feels more right and this is such a great right opportunity to play just like you said mm, no totally i know what you mean and i think this is like really interesting that you said that because you know um again you had that feedback from other people that you are open and talkative mm -hmm. and so on and that's why you yeah. created the idea oh i am that you know and I yeah think 
it's just, like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah and i think this is again why i find in actor training or in any situation why the surroundings are so important because if there is a person let's say one of your friends is in this room as well and they really believe you are this you know and then you without noticing it will be harder for you to try out other roles because there's someone in the room who already has an idea of who you are you know oh you yeah you know what i mean so it's and just I think easy that, yeah i get I, i think i get it and i think that sometimes teachers have that as well you know like you step into a room and you feel like they think you are this way and then mm. doesn't allow you you don't have the opportunity to then be another way or you've spent like i don't know 10 weeks with a group and you've become the quiet one let's say you know um mm -hmm. it's so hard to break out of that within that group yeah i mean You have you would have to probably change the group and then become the loud one in the next group, yeah. or <laughs> if that's an option. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's it's really why, like, tough traveling to is so get cool. totally. Yeah, because that's when you can really discover new roles and have really like a fresh kind of slate, yeah. you know, like a, a fresh start in some ways. Yeah, and I think it's really important. I think this is so important for growth. You know, to be in these different situations, like to. Um, have those different experiences where you see oh I can also be like that I didn't know you know <laughs> um, yeah exactly like having yeah. different personalities and I feel like it is cool to have you know different personalities like throughout your life for example you know in your 20s you are a very like open partying very like right talkative person but it's you know then okay to like in your 30s I don't know just chill out and maybe just be like a bit more focused on yourself or it's like I feel like not a lot of people talk about that because I feel like we see personality as a just something that just like it's like eye color you have it and mm -hmm. it's like define it defines you and it just you just stick with that because this is what you've been given Um, and when you have those, when you change your community and when you put yourself in a new situation suddenly you realize that I actually don't have to be that way. And it's mm -hmm. so cool because you have that clean, like the clean slate, like you said. And that is, I don't know, that's so, something very attractive about that for me uh, because I feel like I've, I've wanted to change that. I, I'm currently very focused on practicing that, you know, not being such such an agreeable person and sometimes being more quiet actually mm -hmm. and respecting my inner peace. But I've been finding that so hard um in my you know established already like social groups um and I feel like it might be very beneficial for me to like be the mm -hmm. quiet one for once <laughs> yeah no I know what you mean and I think it's also always seen as such a positive thing no like um oh extroverts you know like oh they can talk to everyone they're yeah. like it's such a I don't know it's like mm, yeah but then for me I just like from my own experience I you know I'm very easy to talk to at the beginning I find well I don't know but like um <laughs> but then there comes a moment when and then that's a kind of a tricky place because like then people think ah she's a really open one and I can approach her all the time you know And then I'm like, well, no, 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 like, you know, like, <laughs> stop it, you know, like, no, because it gets like overwhelming because people then like just send you messages on Instagram and do all kinds of things, you know, like, because they feel like, oh, she's the open one, you know, like, I, I, there's no boundaries. <laughs> and I think that mm. that's a challenging place for me anyway, like, so, but it's also, 
I don't want to like stop myself from being open, you know. So it's like a hard place to navigate, I think, because yeah, yeah sometimes I sometimes I actually admire people who can shut up and just be and like you know, just <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like too. oh, why can't they do that? You know, it's like as soon as I enter a group, I have this sense that I should be the one connecting everyone and like you know and yeah. Um, oh, and it's, I, I find that so relatable. And it's positive in some ways, you know, like because people, you know, mm -hmm. that, that it does connect and it's like it's good to open things up. But I feel like sometimes then I'm losing kind of the true connection with someone because then mm -hmm. I they never have to like slowly get to know me, you know. Because I'm already like, woof, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, and then, yeah, I find that sometimes it's a shame. Sometimes I wish I could like get to know someone in very small steps and like over a long period of time and like not kind of, you know, fall, fall in. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Mm. I've been, I've been thinking about that and I've been thinking that I'm quite, no, just a, a, a bit jealous of, of people who are more comfortable with, um silence and are not as like conformistic because I feel like because I I really like to connect with everyone I can switch up like my the personality that I am presenting mm -hmm. um to someone uh depending on the type of person they are so for example if that person is like very into sports then I present my it's still me but just the side of me that is very into sports as well <laughs> and and I feel like yeah it's maybe because of that because I'm a, a quite a, like a conformist in that way it's just that I am not showing my true self which is you know hard to define what my true self is but let's not get into <laughs> an identity crisis right now we don't have time for that, <laughs> have time for that. Uh, but I feel like it's it's not fair to that person as well that I am just trying to like connect with them. So I'm going to like, um, you know, take pieces of me and put together like a version that will fit nicely to you and just give that um, edited version of myself. Yeah, I totally feel you. I think I used to do that a lot as well. I think I, it, it got better. Mm. I think that I don't, I mean, you know, I'm also a little bit older. So I think it's like <laughs> just like a time thing. But like, I think that nowadays... Um, Yeah, when I feel like I'm not gonna connect with someone, you know, like when I really feel like, oh, I don't know, that that's, they're not really my type of person, then I don't try anymore. And I think in the past, I would have tried anyway, you know, like I would have, mm. um, I don't know, I had like a compulsive thing to like, wanna, not like actually a beautiful thing somehow, like to want to find out more about that person, you know. Mm -hmm. And so in order to find out more, I had to kind of, find the related the things that yeah that how I could relate to them so it's actually also such a beautiful thing that we can do that you know yeah but yeah but it's kind of yeah it can be overwhelming I think to always yeah like navigate everything requires balance and we mm. have to find the sweet spot and yeah I mean this conversation has been so much fun and I feel like I could talk to you like forever and ever and It will be so much fun and we would never run out of like conversation topics. Probably not. <laughs> Because we're both like, <laughs> now that, yeah. that we discussed. <laughs> we're the same person basically. Yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. Uh, a few, a few years apart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, 
Uh, for all the listeners that will be interested in learning more about you and what you do, um, so if they want to find out more, uh, where should they go, what they should look for? They can go to my website, which is stephaniesommer.com. It's, I don't know, maybe you can put like a link in the end. To yeah, it everything will be in the episode description. And yeah, exactly. And also on Instagram, um, Summer Moves. I think that's the best places to find me. Yeah. Yes. Or you can also visit Vienna and go to a very lovely yoga class. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak from experience? <laughs> I feel like I can recommend that actually with uh, full responsibility of my words. I, I give it 10 out of 10, but I am a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No. Okay, well, it's been so much fun. It was really yeah. nice to talk to you as well. Okay, now I really do have to find some improv or theater classes in my area. Oh, it all seems so interesting and I had so much fun catching up with Steph, really. Very often the people I interview on this podcast are ones that I only just met and so I can get a little bit nervous in these discussions. But talking with Steph really felt as easy as breathing and I could just spend hours and hours discussing every little aspect of being human and never be tired. So yeah, I'm super happy about this uh, conversation. And now before I leave you to continue with your day, I want to share my insight of the week, which is that even though I've been doing a lot of adulting you can say this week and a lot of boring admin tasks I have also been focusing a lot on respecting and fostering my inner child which is actually such a game changer in my mood I feel like you know especially if you are a person that is you know younger you're just focusing on being an adult and you know trying to seem older and stuff but actually fostering your inner child is so important for your mental health and so I've been kind of coming back to the things that brought me pleasure as a child as a kid um, and it brought me a, an immense sense of joy but it's a very pure joy it's a very specific type of happiness one that is kind of unconditional and it is just pure fun and gratitude without really thinking oh why I am happy and when will this happiness end you are just enjoying yourself as you go and not really even thinking that you are enjoying yourself because it just happens and you're, you don't really have to even think about it and so when it comes to some things that I have been focusing or not really focusing on but some things that I have been doing to really uh, make sure that I am healing that relationship with that inner child is that for example you know I am I am a runner so I've been also taking some walks or running but when I do that I've tried to kind of be free with the movement so I've sometimes you know skipped or run a bit like faster and just did some turns I also run with music so so I kind of been dancing and and while doing that you know laughing for no reason other than it just feels right and it feels fun and just laughing because because I'm happy and just 
I've also been doing that, you know, just being at home and doing something. I've just smiled to myself and and noticed, for example, you know, when I, I don't know, washed my pants that, you know, there are these little bubbles and I can actually blow the bubbles with my just hands and it and it's nice. And I've also, you know, did a lot of like hot beverages, which is something that I've always loved. And, you know, I'm drinking a lot of, (laughs) I think a lot of coffee now, but I've also been trying to, you know, make myself some hot cocoa and some warm tea um, because I feel like this is such a, you know, nice ritual. And I've been trying to also be more like physical with myself, have that physical comfort, which I think is something that children very like they need it and so I've been holding myself you know in in moments where I felt like oh I would like someone to hold me right now because I'm tired or I'm scared or I'm a bit anxious so you know it's nice sometimes to like hold yourself you know to to show that you are there for yourself also I've been enjoying watching some feel-good movies that usually you know I don't have time for I still do not but I I decided to you know fuck it and even though that there is a pile of work waiting for me um, I decided to you know have an evening for myself and stayed up watching some movies which felt so nice and and I rewatched Pride and Prejudice which is such a heartwarming movie I don't know I really like it 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 has a very dear place in my heart you know so right things like dancing things like you know calling my grandmother and listening to her stories or just being more spontaneous like don't get me wrong I really like my plan and I really like to know what is going to happen in my day I feel like when I am more spontaneous and when I embrace that sometimes you know the plan of the day changes and I just decide you know it's time to get some ice cream because the sun is nice and and I have a bit of free time so why shouldn't I just do that and just having those spontaneous nice little decisions to spoil myself it is not really something intuitive for me so maybe the things that I'm talking about right now are some are things that you normally do and you don't even think about it and you feel like it's easy and normal what are you talking about um, for me personally, it is something that is not intuitive. I am more like a disciplined person that is focused on, I mean, I am spoiling myself, but it just in different types, I would say, of fun. I have fun, you know, while doing some yoga or, or whatever, reading. Um, but I guess I've been coming back to those very simple childlike pleasures. And if you you know, feel like you need to come back to your inner child a bit. I really recommend those. I think you can even come up with some activities that would work for you personally. You just, you know, you have to think about what you enjoyed as a child, what type of affection was very necessary for you as a child. And I think you can, right, find your own little practices and rituals. So that will be all for me this week. I'm so grateful to you for listening to this discussion. Lastly, before I go, I also would like to ask you to share the show with your friends, with your loved ones. This is mostly or actually the only way you can 
really help the show and you know help the algorithm the most effective way is to spread the word you know there is no really such a uh, for you page like on tiktok or you know like you have on youtube so the only way podcasts can really be spreaded is when they are recommended so you can leave a review you can you know give us a five stars on on spotify or on apple podcasts but the most effective way is just to tell your friends or to post it on social media if you've been enjoying these episodes it will mean really the world for me just to see you sharing the show um and yeah thank you in advance so yeah i will be leaving you here please do take care of yourself if you can of someone else too and i will speak to you in the next episode being better is edited and produced by julia spohr you can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website beingbetter.info and the instagram is at beingbetter.pod if you want to support us the best way to do that is by word of mouth so if you can please tell your family your friends and what the hell also tell your enemies you know we don't discriminate on this podcast so tell them about the show tell them about why you like it and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host you can also share it on social media platforms and if you tag us we'll make sure to reply thank you so much for joining us today and i'll speak to you very very soon 